You're listening to the Better Than Fiction Bible Podcast. I'm Gandalf. I'm Matt. And I'm Nathan Van Horn. The Bible is the most read book ever, but to some, it is merely fiction. Join our conversations as we connect the dots to reveal that the story of the Bible is not only true, it's better than fiction. To learn more about the show or to contact us directly, visit us online at www.betterthanfictionbiblepodcast.com. Welcome back, listener, to the Better Than Fiction Bible Podcast. You're listening to episode 136. And as always, we are glad that you have chosen to join us for these 30 minutes of discussing the greatest narrative. Joining me, of course, is Matt and Nathan Van Horn. Fellas, are uh, you doing all right? It's been, it's been a while since uh, we recorded. We, in fact, if you're a faithful weekly listener, you know that we missed, a, we actually missed a week last week. Um, Just, you know, things come up, things happen. Schedules don't jive well, always jive well. But and last week we it was last week. week it was all of those things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We actually started recording and had to stop. There was just lots of business, but good things, just business. So but we're here this week. Yeah, but you know what? That it wasn't meant to be because that episode that was being recorded that had to be stopped, that didn't have me on it. Mm, so that's right. That's so true. That's the secret sauce. That's right. So the listener, <laughs> what you don't know is that Gandalf being the uh director of media at the church that I'm a part of is that he has a full plate right now because we are moving into a new space for uh, our second service that we have. And so that new space, all kinds of technology is being calibrated for hopefully the occupancy of this new space in September, which right now we're sitting in August. So Lord willing, here yeah, in a few I, weeks. Yeah, if I never have to see another Cat 6 cable again in my life, <laughs> it will be a blessing. Right. Meanwhile, in the background, I'm looking, remember, I'm looking up on Google what a Cat 6 cable is. <laughs> don't, don't worry about it, Nathan. You don't need to know. Oh, yeah. One of those. Um, yeah, one of those, obviously. I'm going to drop that well, in the conversation if, uh, later this week. I'm going to name drop that one. <laughs> is that a Cat 6 cable okay, well, you're working with there? Yeah. Um, If I remember correctly, fellas, last time we talked, last time we recorded, we were talking about... um. Wells. Oh yeah. Right. Um oh yeah. I w- I would like to report that we had we made an appreciable difference um on like the viewership of Dig Another Well after oh, Paul our, Overstreet's after... uh YouTube. We increased his viewership by uh ten percent. <laughs> ten listener, if you know a good av- uh advertiser who wants sponsorships, that's t- a ten percent increase, okay? <laughs> that that's nothing to laugh at. Yeah, so that's right. Chick Fil A, we're still waiting for that call. <laughs> well, let's let's talk. Let's make it happen. Yeah, you know what's funny about the, the Dig Another Well episode is I, uh, you know, all of us have people who give us feedback about the episodes, right? Mm-hmm. And all the people, like I had a disproportionately high amount of feedback about the episode. None of it whatsoever was about like the commentary or theological content. It was all like, man, I'm so glad. I'm so glad Matt referenced that song. I haven't listened to Dig Another Well in forever. I was like. <laughs> We're really succeeding. <laughs> so, with all that being said, wh- what is Ike up to this week? <laughs> oh, that's oh nice. Thing. Well played. Say that. Well played, sir. So, 
Ike moving forward in the story goes to Beersheba. Literally, that's what the text says. Uh, and we're only going to look at just a couple of verses today, uh, Genesis chapter 26 again, but verses 23 through 25. Um, and anyway, um, why don't Nathan, why don't you go ahead and read that for us? We'll give you a nice short passage uh, to read with no hard words to try to uh, <laughs> help our image that only Nathan can say the hard things. We'll let the Nathan th- say the easy things too. Watch me mess up. um okay so this is genesis chapter 26 verses 23 through 25 as always from the esv from there he went up to beersheba and the lord appeared to him the same night and said i am the god of abraham your father fear not for i am with you and will bless you and multiply your offspring for my servant abraham's sake so he built an altar there and called upon the name of the lord and pitched his tent there and there Isaac's servants dug a well. Mm. I feel like we talked a lot about several of these things before. Uh, yeah. But there's a, a couple of key things here. Gandalf, when we look at verse 23 and we see that word Beersheba, do you remember the kind of the really the first significant time that we dealt with Beersheba and what took place there? Um, I do believe that's where. Abraham, he planted a tree there. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and dug a well. Right. Yep. Yes. And one more and thing that well. he built. Not only planted a tree, he dug a well and... Built an altar. Built an altar. That's right. Mm. So... Okay. So I, I'm, ar- I'm already seeing <laughs> a few parallels. Right. And <laughs> it was also... Don't forget, right don't forget after... about our guy, Pickle. Yeah. But it was also... <laughs> Abraham did all of that in Genesis 21 right after he had deceived Abimelech. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So Isaac has just deceived Abimelech. So it seems like a good time to uh, build an altar and dig a well and worship God there. At Beersheba. Right on cue. We've got all the hallmarks here. We've got wells. (laughs) We've got uh, deceiving Abimelech. We've got... (laughs) Bersheba, probably the tree. I imagine he goes, he swings by the tree. Yeah, that's right. I'm sure this is all in the shadow of the terebinth tree, uh, which you kind of wonder where the terebinth tree was at this point. Terebinth tree, the, the fruit of the terebinth tree is not like a fruit you eat. It's rather it emits like a, a sap that is used for sweetener, at least. So I wonder if Isaac got to enjoy some of the, the finer things in life, such as sweetener in his food because of the tree his father Abraham planted. But Mm. more significantly, there is something which takes place here. And Gandalf, do you know what I mean when I say theophany? You know that word? It's okay if you don't. I I only know that it's the root word for the modern name Tiffany because theophany comes, turns into theophania, which turns into Tiffany. That's the only thing I know about well, it. Brother, you What's... just expanded my world. I had no idea that Tiffany That's was That's so t- funny. It's like, I, I was like, oh, I know what theophany is, but I had no idea it was tied to Tiffany. <laughs> and I was like, well, that should have been obvious. <laughs> that's that's right. Well, Nathan, why don't somehow, you tell us? That's not. Yeah. Somehow I don't well, think that's what you were going for. Okay. But... Okay. So wait, 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 wait. Uh, I'm over here questioning my again? life choices. <laughs> that's, that's right. Tell us what Tiffany means then, Gandalf. 
I don't know the meaning of it. I just know the root oh, of where the name came oh, okay. from. So, well, you know what Theo would be? That would be God. That's right. Um, so, Nathan, why don't you help Gandalf with the rest of it? Yeah, and the, the Thano part is from the Greek word for uh, appearing or manifesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, think about it in that way, Gandalf. If, if Thano is appearing or manifesting and you have Theo, what, what does that mean? It means uh, an appearance of God. Yeah. So, Which exactly is exactly what happens here. Yeah. And it's the Lord appeared to, uh, to him the same night. So this is very interesting. This is one of the, this is the street cred of the patriarchs. So there's several like street cred things that we're getting here, you know, Nathan pointed out to us for the last few episodes that we don't get a whole lot of information on Isaac and his life, like mm-hmm. compared to the other patriarchs. There's there's not a whole lot on Isaac. However, Isaac dug he, another well. He dug another well, and guess what? Not only is he Abraham's son, God appeared to Isaac. Yeah, that's big. That's enormous. Yeah, we because came out of the game. Like the ancient, uh, uh, that's like that's like the ancient equivalent of having been in Tupac's crew. Like he he's got the street cred. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, that's right. So what's interesting is that this is what becoming a patriarch or being known as a patriarch will mean, because not all ancient descendants of Abraham are patriarchs. The ones who are considered patriarchs are the ones to whom God appears. In, in a very general sense. And not they're not considered patriarchs, but later the prophets of Israel, their kind of street cred thing is that God the has Lord appeared spoke to, to them, them or appeared. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And well, then also you know, it, extended to the New Testament, Nathan. Well, yeah. So like yesterday I started a series on Revelation. Mm-hmm. And uh the whole thing about Revelation is that chapter one revelation has that language that mirrors, you know, the Lord uh, making plain, appearing to revealing to John the same way that you have those appearance stories with like Isaiah and Ezekiel and Daniel, uh, you know, some of those old Testament prophets like you're referring to. Um, And by the way, like this is a big new Testament point with Jesus. You know, the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory we get to look mm. on the thing that Moses didn't get to look on in Exodus 33. Like right. John 118, for no one has seen God at any time, but the only begotten son of God who is at the father's side, he has revealed him. Mm. Um, so that, that it's a big deal to have an appearance. Uh, so it's funny, right. like we started talking about the passage in terms of what Isaac is doing, but this passage is really driven by the fact of something God does. God appears right. to Isaac the way he appeared to Abraham. So being a patriarch is both connected to Abraham, but also connected to what God's doing in your life that, you know, we see here in verse number 24, I am the God of Abraham, your father. Now we know that like thinking of the burning bush here, that's going to be the statement that Moses is going to receive when God appears to him. In the burning bush experience, except it's not, I am the God of Abraham, but I am the God of your father's 
Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the the triad. And so this is spoiler some, alert. God, yeah. spoiler alert. God's going to appear to Jacob too. <laughs> not not to ruin that episode in advance. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, does God ever appear to Joseph? Yeah, that's when, when we when we started this. I was trying to think of the time, and I I can't. He like he he empowers he Joseph dreams, to interpret dreams. Right? Yeah, but he do, I don't think he has a theophany off the top of my head. I wonder if that's why the triad stops. Oh, because Joseph breaks the one. Well, it, well, it, just it Joseph, is, it is, all of the. Children. It is interesting, you know. So much of the end of Genesis, you feel like you've gone to the next generation, but but. Uh, Genesis really ends by folding the Joseph story back into the Jacob story, right? Mm, that's right. It is it is it is subsuming it within the patriarchal thing. Um and then moving mm. forward, you just have that I am the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. I mean, that carries over to the New Testament. That's right. Um wow. That's fun to think about. I haven't thought about that. Uh the next person that I think I think I'm right on this, that God appears to is Moses after Jacob, or at least according to the text. Um, yeah, that I think so because I'm I'm racking my brain. Although you guys would know better than me, but I can't think of an I can't think of what another appearance starts. Mm. I'm trying. Of to we think do remember, this. and it's not really connected to this episode. We do remember the first person, at least according to the text, God appears to. Yes. Or the angel of the Lord. Uh, Hagar. Yeah. Yep. Um, but here, so far as appearing to the patriarchs, man, I think, yeah. I'll, man, if, listener, if you're listening to this episode and you're like, oh my goodness, how come they are not remembering Genesis chapter 44, verse number whatever, where God appears to Joseph? <laughs> Please, by all means, correct us. But I please please send us a message at our website, better than fictionbiblepodcast.com. And whoever is the first one to uh, correctly identify where that happens, uh, we'll get a shout out. Yeah, there you go. We we can do that. If if indeed we are forgetting a place where God appeared to Joseph. Certainly God sent Joseph dreams. We know that. But I don't know that. Yeah. Anyway, well, like moving on in the story. As Nathan pointed out with the New Testament apostles in talking about John's street cred in the sense of writing Revelation, is one of the ways that you're established as an authentic speaker for God is having direct connection to him in some way. Whether that's, as Nathan just pointed out, the New Testament authors and the person of Christ, or in the Old Testament being a prophet having stood in God's presence or being a patriarch in some way, thinking namely here, Moses specifically, because we don't have any record of Abraham, Isaac, or Jacob leaving anything written, but Moses certain. Um, it's kind of like the thing is like, it's what your iPhone or your Android phone, whatever you have kind of reveals about yourself. Like for instance, you could have some very famous names in your phone, but if they're just like the main company lines to those people, as opposed to their personal cell phone numbers, that's, that's not really saying a whole lot, right? 
Matt Matt's phone is uh in my I mean Matt's number is in my phone, but it's his office extension at First Baptist Tupelo. Yeah, you can, you you can't get the man himself. There it is. Uh, <laughs> no, but it's like the I mean, like you, uh, any, anyone can Google the White House number, but that doesn't mean you get to talk to the president, right? Uh, that's right. <laughs> oh wow this 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 person has the White House on speed dial, and uh, you know. Yeah, I, I think I've talked about this in a previous episode, um, but this is uh, this reminds me of the Joseph and Mary stuff in the New Testament when it comes to the birth of Jesus and the virgin birth. Um, we focus so much on the miraculous stuff with Mary, and we overlook the miraculous stuff with Joseph because Joseph, he, looks, he looks like a, a passive agent just going along. And so I'll highlight that there's some supernatural stuff that goes on with Joseph and there's some seemingly natural stuff that goes on with Mary. So Mary is impregnated by the Holy spirit. That's in the weird supernatural category, but seemingly she carries the baby for nine months. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, So like there's, there's a natural component too. like Joseph. On the other hand, um, we, we completely look over him cause it looks like he doesn't do much, but two things. Number one, an angel appeared to him too. <laughs> that that's a big deal. And number two, that's he, never, that's never in the Christmas play. That's right. Joseph gets, uh, yeah. Joseph just gets the shaft. Um, and, and Joseph had already determined his heart toward a course of action and that divine revelation to him helped him change that course of action. And so like, you know, bringing that back to the Old Testament, it's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Whether or not you think Isaac is a major player because there's not a lot of action attributed to him, um, God did appear to him. Like that that right. in itself merits something significant. And again, Isaac was too busy digging wells to do too much other stuff. <laughs> or Isaac's servants dug a well. Yeah. But I mean, this this is a, a passage about digging a well right after a passage about digging multiple wells. This is so true. Oh. But another. Im- but importantly to the episode, one of these wells is at Beersheba. It's being redug right from the mm-hmm. time of Abraham. After Abraham's day, as significant as Abraham was, that well gets filled in. After Isaac's day and him renewing the oath with Abimelech. It remains that way, according to the text, to this day. Like there are things that happened with Abraham that don't permanently stick until they happen with Isaac. There's something applicational about that as well. Like your parents' faith becoming your own. That, yes, it pays to be a descendant of Abraham and to possess the well he possesses, possesses, but apparently Isaac still had to redig it. That, that there's something applicational here. Um, so that there's the faith you inherit plus the faith that you experience. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and you know, and it's kind of like, uh, you know, you were making this point and I don't, don't let me misrepresent the point because there's a sense in which I, Isaac does not expand the story, but it, that doesn't mean he doesn't develop the story. Right. So God, mm. God promises Abraham this land, but the person, the first person, the land is said to be fruitful for is not Abraham. It's Isaac. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's and, interesting and that, that you say that the verse 22 thing for now, the Lord has made room for us and we shall be mm-hmm. fruitful in the land. We never see the fruitful thing in the Abraham story. Yeah. So we're, we're actually right now at our church. We're going through the life of Abraham 
And one of the things, uh, actually yesterday, we just went through the the story of Abraham and Lot and the separating. One of the things that I noticed in my preparation for that particular passage of scripture is how undependable the land had been thus far to Abraham once he left Haran or Haran. Uh, he comes to the Canaan land, and the first thing that happens when he gets there is a famine. So the promised land apparently ain't flowing with milk and funny, <laughs> milk and honey yet. <laughs> milk and funny. Milk and honey yet. And then when if he I gets ever do back, a stand up if I ever do a stand up routine based on the life of Abraham, it's gonna be called Milk and Funny. That's, Can't wait for that for that, that Netflix special. The land of the land of milk and funny. Of milk and funny. That, so that's funny. No pun intended. So moving but moving back to what I was saying is after Abraham goes to Egypt and he prospers there by conning Pharaoh, uh and he leaves after God says, uh, reveals to Pharaoh what's going on. Or actually, God doesn't reveal that to Pharaoh. And again, he went he, to Egypt because of a famine. <laughs> because of a famine, he comes back with Lot. And the first thing they have to do when they get back to the promised land is they have to split up because the land is not prosperous enough to support two families. And somehow this land is supposed to be able to support all of his descendants that are supposed to outnumber the sands of the sea and the stars of the sky, but the land is not prosperous enough to support just two families, him and his nephew. That so by the faith fa- of so by, Abraham. Yeah. So by ahead. faith, the pa- by, so by faith, the the patriarchs plant trees and dig wells. <laughs> that's right. It's the developing. Oh, that's such a good point, Nathan. That it is. Yes, this is where God is going to prosper me. But this is where I'm going to, with the help of God, allow the land to become more fruitful, even than it is already. There, there's a principle in psychology. I'm going to flex my two years of a psychology major here, dude. I'm I'm still pr- I'm still I'm still uh, processing the Tiffany bomb that you dropped. On oh yeah, earlier. me too, man. <laughs> That's right. Well, oh, so this one actually has relevance to what we're talking about. There's a there's a principle in psychology called the principle of the first follower and what it's about is that movements organizations causes what what have you made up of people don't really begin when like or they don't really mean anything or don't really accomplish anything when it's just the guy who starts it you have to have somebody come up behind them and carry it on and that person's called the first follower Mm. and that's when that's when um, movements are truly started and cemented is once you have the first follower who carries on after you're no longer in the picture. That's mm. what I'm reminded of here. Wow. Um, yeah, and you can even see that even with Christianity itself. Like certainly the movement of Christianity is started by Christ, but then it's Peter to the Jews, Paul to the Gentiles as mm. first followers where the, the movement spreads of what the founder has done. Um, so Isaac is kind of like amplifying that movement of what the original has done being Abraham. Yeah. And it's interesting after, again, looking at the development of the story, verse 26 following it's after the Lord appears to Isaac that Abimelech's like, okay, 
I need to make it right with this dude. We just told him to get off the land. <laughs> I need to make an oath with this dude. This time the beer shiva thing is going to stick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like cl- mm-hmm. clearly God has a multi-generational commitment to this family. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's not just about honoring my oath to Abraham. It's about honoring my oath to the God of Abraham and Isaac. It's that mm-hmm. component of the text to me. Um, Wow. Man, there's so much sense? there. Uh, yeah, it does make sense. And I wish we had a full episode to talk about that. Maybe we can do that next time. But I was about to say, well, thankfully, uh, we're we're in a call with all three people in charge of the podcast. So. <laughs> I know a guy. We can actually make that happen. Um, hey, help me. Y'all help me with this. I see the words fear not. How many? It, this Is this the first time this appears? Or it's appeared before. Did God? I think we've talked about this. Did before. fear not me... appear to to Hagar? Uh, the uh, the first time is no. The first time fear not is used, I believe, is in the Genesis fifteen covenant. The fear not, Abraham, for I am your shield. Ah, uh, yeah, that's right. Here it is. The fear fear not, for I am with you and will bless you. Oh, Which man. again was in the context of a divine vision. Hmm. Because by the way, I do love that. We'd never talk about that enough. Every everyone thinks that their response to an appearance of God will be wow, when biblically the response tends to be whoa. <laughs> uh, it's what God, God says God God says fear not because the reasonable response is to be terrified. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> man. So man, just all okay, there's another thing here is all right, the business card. Hi, my name's Isaac, son of Abraham, uh, possessor of divine, of a divine theophany. Uh, God told me to fear not, and I dug a well and built an altar, and I lived in Beersheba for a little while. Uh, yeah, I'm legit. All right, you're in. <laughs> this is this is all of the trademarks of of. Uh, having official patriarch status. Yeah. Hey, listener, if you want to have official Better Than Fiction Bible podcast status, I urge you to subscribe to this show. That way, every Tuesday morning, or mostly every Tuesday morning, you'll get another notification about another 30 minutes of this narrative being dropped. Um, I'd say maybe, what, three or four times a year we miss an episode? It's not often. Yeah, it's never intentional, and thank you all. For we we do this podcast out of and this is not to sound self righteous in any way, but out of the overflow and the joy of doing it. Um, this is not a part of our jobs. This is this is the overflow of, of loving Jesus and His Word and enjoying hanging out together. And we hope that you all enjoy that with us. Amen. Listener, once again, better than fiction like, subscribe, send us a message. We love getting those. And recommend this to a friend or family member if you believe this is worthwhile content. We certainly do. And until then, you guys have a great week. See you next time. Shalom. Shalom.